Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the McShin Foundation's award-winning podcast, Get in the Herd. I am your host, Justin Bognar, and uh, as you can see, we are at a different uh, location than normal. Uh, This is the shot of my desk. You've seen it before, um, but since I'm the host and the producer at the same time today, uh, this is the view you get. So uh, with me today, I have... uh, JP, uh, he, he calls himself JP. Uh, his name is James. Yes. Um, James, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Fantastic. Great here, we've actually been, uh, we've been talking all day about some pretty interesting stuff. Um, I just met him. I think I met you like what a week ago. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, hanging out with me all day today and, uh, we've kind of been talking about, uh, recovery and, uh, you know, cool stuff that recovery has to offer and uh, basically what it's like to uh, to get your life back um, Pretty after, awesome. after uh, you know, about with uh, active addiction part that, that uh, you know, it starts out fun um, and it does, um, but then it becomes, uh, you know, very quickly becomes a nightmare um, and uh, yeah, so uh, where are you originally from, JP? Uh, I grew up in the mil- a military family, so I'm a, from a little of everywhere. But the, since I was about 12 years old, I'm in the state of Virginia. Fantastic. Um, and what branch of the military were you in? I was in the Air Force. Air Force. Yes. Okay. Um, and you served in Afghanistan, correct? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Um, well, thank you for your service. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, so you've been at McShin now for how long? A little over a week. Little over a week, okay. Um, what uh, and you, you've you've done like a clinical detox before? I have, yes. Okay. Um, you like it better here? Oh man, <laughs> I hated it there. So to say I like it better here is an understatement. What uh, what did you, you know, what's what's the big difference that you found between from a clinical uh, clinical standpoint to a peer to peer? Uh, well, for me, it was just I, I just really felt like uh they didn't really understand what I was going through. Like, yeah, they understood like the physical withdrawals I was having. Mm -hmm. Um, but they didn't really 
understand the mental aspect that comes along with long, long, long years of using. Mm-hmm. And um, this, this so far, I can say has been absolutely totally different here. Um, they deal with those aspects, um, the mental aspects, you know, the emotional aspects, the, you know, the trauma that comes with years of using. Right. Uh, which I've really uh, found life-changing, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I know uh, for me, when I was, when I was using, it was, uh, <clears throat> like I said before, it was, it was fun, but it very quickly turned into uh, a, a nightmare. And like, I made a statement earlier that I've heard used uh, a lot. And like I told you before, I don't know if I heard it, you know, in the rooms or if I just heard, uh, you know, somebody say it, but, uh, the statement, uh, you never have to use again. Yeah. That was awesome. When you said that, that Um, really hit home with me. And like I told you before, when, when I first heard that, um, I didn't quite know what it meant. I didn't, I didn't, hadn't really wrapped my head around it. Um, but what you do is you put emphasis on the word have to use again right. words. Um, when you say it like you never have to use again. Right. Um, any addict, any recovering addict can make the choice to use again. But if you're a recovering addict, you don't have to use again. Um, and that was one of the things that was the biggest thing that that makes you know, active addiction, such a nightmare is the fact that you have to use again every single day. You have multiple to. times. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's that chase that I, that I don't miss at all. It's calling this person, calling that person, waiting on this person, trying to find money for this, try, you know, just a full-time job doesn't really even begin to explain what addiction is. It's no, a full-time job. It's your it, life. It's an absolute full-time job. Uh, you can't do anything unless you have what you need. Yeah. Um, and the messed up part is you don't even necessarily need it. Um, you know, we, we, we tell ourselves that we can stop you know, we constantly, at least I did. Hundreds I told, my, times. I told times. myself time and time again, Oh, I can stop. I can yeah. stop. It's no problem. I'll just one more time. And yeah. then, and then, <laughs> you know, when I'm feeling good, right. Oh, I can stop. This is no problem. I'm fine. See, yeah. I'm fine. And then the minute that starts wearing off, it's like, not oh, so fine shit. anymore. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't know if I can do this. And then, you know, dialing up those numbers and, yeah trying to figure it all out again begging friends for money yeah family yeah Yeah. stealing money right you know that's uh and that's the thing man like i've i've said you know i've and and i've you know read in the literature that you know we hurt the ones we love the most no that's absolutely true and it's it's absolutely true uh and that that's one of the things that I regret the most is the fact that um, Still there were people to that day. to this day, and I don't think I'll ever not regret that. And, you know, the people that loved me the most, the people that still love me, uh, I did things to them that at one point in my life, you know, I would have never dreamed of doing. Doing to your worst enemy, let alone the yeah, ones you love. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
and the fact that those people, some of those people have still stuck around. Yes, Teresa, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, I love you very much. Um, and I am sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry for everything I did to you. Um, you know, my, uh, I, I, <laughs> I basically ruined my relationship uh, and we all do that. Of them. Yeah, yeah. All of them, yeah. all of them. Um, you know, but we, uh, and we don't realize what we're doing when we do it because it's not really us doing it. It's, right. you know, whatever substance we have in our body doing it, um, which makes it even worse because we're not in control of ourselves, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so you, uh, let me see you, uh, you, where'd you say you were from again? Uh, Virginia here, Culpeper. Where before that though? Oh, I was born in Florida. You were born in Florida. Um, but like I said, uh, uh, I was actually, ad I was adopted and my, my dad was in the army. That's so right, we, that's we, right. we went all over the place, um, for my younger years and then settled, uh, in Virginia and my, uh, I think I was 11 or 12. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when you, uh, when you get out of the, uh, the intensive program, yeah. uh, you are planning on going into sober living. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I can't even say words properly. Fantastic. I knew what you meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's extremely important. Um, I see a lot of people come in and they get through the 10, the 28 day program mm. and they say, Oh, I'm recovered. Right. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm fine. Hallelujah. No, yeah. you are not. Yeah. Not by a long shot. 28 days is enough to, <sighs> It's enough to basically stop having withdrawals. It's enough to, um, you know, kind of get into a, a habit of not using every day. It's right. enough to, it's enough to barely get started. It's a good um, base. It's, it's a good it's, base. It's a good foundation. Um, yeah. Sober living is, is really what I consider, and I may be alone on this, I consider sober living the real meat and potatoes of what we do at McShin. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, we, when we get into recovery, when we first decide that, okay, I need to stop using, I have a problem, I need help. We get into recovery and we sort of, we live in a bubble, you know, right. um, when we're, you know, going through, the intensive program. Um, and it's, it's, it's designed that way, you know, um, it's designed to, um, you know, basically shelter us from some of the exactly. pitfalls yeah. and, and stresses of the outside uh, real which life. You need, which yeah. you need. Yeah. Uh, I, I know when I, when I detoxed this last time, I went to Tucker's for seven days. Yeah. So basically I had to lock myself <laughs> in a in mental a institution. Right. Um, no phone, no TV, no nothing like that. Just, yeah. you know, puzzles and blocks and stuff like that. Right. Um, which I knew I needed that. It sucked, but I knew I needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we, the goal, the overall goal is to learn how to live a real life, an actual productive, normal life without drugs, without the use of drugs or alcohol. Right. You know? Um, and you can't do that necessarily when you're being completely sheltered, you know, yeah. you don't get that, uh, that exposure, right. um, sober living though, man, you, you, you get a lot of freedom, right. you know, a lot of freedom. Um, 
and it can be scary at times because you're like, man, uh, you know, I don't have to be, you know, in groups all day. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, you, there's still, there's still several, several requirements, right. you know, there's still a curfew. You, you are still required to, um, you know, find a, a pathway to recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, you still are required to attend meetings. Um, yeah. but it's, it's not like you have people watching you when you go smoke a cigarette, right? you know? Um, it's not like you have to be up at the church every day, you know, all day, uh, all day. Right. Um, and then you go home and, you know, uh, you have your house leader that is, you know, monitoring every move you make mm -hmm. and you have, you have a TV, you have your phone, right. you know, um, I never went through the intensive program. Uh, I went straight into sober living both times. So I cannot relate to I can I can respect those who have been through or who, who are currently going through the intensive program, but I can't relate to it because I never did it. Right. Um, but I know that, you know, if I had come in, you know, still high or in the middle of a detox, that's right where I would have gone. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that for me personally, I needed to be in sober living. That's, right. that's where I needed to start. Um, because you know, I needed to, basically I needed to go through, cause I was done. I was done using, I, there, there was no, you know, this is still kind of fun. I'm still enjoying myself. Right. It was, it had just gotten to the point where I had ruined everything right. and I was ready to You're miserable. stop. I was miserable. miserable. Yeah. I was absolutely miserable. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get my life back on track. I wanted to get things back. I wanted to get myself straight again, you know? Um, but I knew I had to get, had to get over that hump of the detox. You right. know, I knew that once I was able to get past the detox and get past the withdrawals and get past all that, that I could finally be able to focus on myself. I just knew that I couldn't do it by myself. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, my path was Tucker's and then here, um, locked myself in Tucker's for a week, detoxed. And then I came straight here and don't get it twisted. I felt like shit when I got here. I mean, I felt like absolute shit. Um, but I knew that it was only a matter of time before I started feeling better. Right. You know, I still had the urge to use for sure, but I knew I didn't have to use, right. you know? There was, I wasn't sick, you know, I just felt shitty. And there's definitely a big difference between the urge to use and having to use, oh, like yeah. you talked about. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. My cord is wrapped up under my chair. There's a huge difference between those two things. Um, and, you know, that's what that's what the 28-day the program is designed to do is to get you over that, that hump, right. you know. Um, With me, it's a little different. Um, since I came here from incarceration, um, I actually have seven months clean. Um, so, but I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I, I couldn't have just come here fresh from using and, and gone straight into the sober living that there's no way that would have worked. Right. Yeah. That right. would have never worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, one of the things, uh, 
on a side note, I've very much enjoyed our conversation today. Oh, me too, man. I we really have talked it. about, I mean, me and this guy kind of hit it off and we talked about a whole lot of stuff. And luckily, I'm his recovery coach. Right. Works so, out great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we're gonna have some pretty awesome sessions. I mean, I this guy came with me to 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 buy a huge TV today. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Damn it. Um no, I was gonna say uh one of the things that we talked about earlier, but we talked about so much earlier. Right. And that's, that's, that's how these conversations go. Sometimes you, you, you can relate to the other person so much that you just, you just start talking about this and that and this, and just everything ends up coming right. out. Um, a little diarrhea of the mouth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it, and it happens really quickly too. Well, um, I mean, if I may, I think that yeah. a lot of what helped me today was just the fact that, uh, you know, uh, I was able to really talk to someone who really, I don't want to say understands, but can empathize and has been at least in a very similar place in their life. For sure. And, you know, for me, at least me personally, that's big. I'm not a big guy who, who like, I, you know, I'm not going to tell a welder how, how to weld something if I've never welded, right? you know? Right. And so for me having, uh, peer-to-peer -peer recovery is that person really gets what I'm going through. And uh, that for me personally is just absolutely huge, mm -hmm. huge. Uh, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it was, I can't imagine trying to, I, I'll say trying to recover any other way. Yeah. Um, you well, know, I've tried other ways and they, yeah, they didn't work. I, I, I'm fortunate enough to where I haven't tried other ways. Yeah. This is the only thing, this is the only recovery life that I've been exposed to. Right. And there is nothing. Uh, in fact, Jesse has a quote on his wall in mm -hmm. his office. I, I forget exactly what it says, but something to the effect of like, there's, there's no more powerful weapon against addiction than one addict helping another yeah. or, or something it's something to that along effect. those lines right but you're exactly right man and that's why this that's why this peer-to-peer -peer model works so well is because yeah i mean you can't and you know it's 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 easy to to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and it's easy to try to understand you know where they've come from but if you've never actually been there yourself, there's just that little tiny part that you can only understand if you've been there. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, and that's not to say that, you know, we give we give all the credit to to those who have, you know, been on the other side and we give all the credit to, you know, those that that, you know, know how to kind of deal with with you know what we're going through right essentially if that makes any sense um but you know that's and and that's why we have so much trouble doing this alone because i like we talked earlier like i'm the first person in my family to ever have substance use disorder right you know um and without you know without other people who also have substance use disorder. Uh, somebody's knocking on my door. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> um, 
bring him on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, without without being able to directly relate, you know, to directly talk to someone else who has been there, yeah, it's it's tough to to try to articulate exactly what's going on. Right. You know, uh, it's tough to and it's by no means is it is it the fault of the other person. Right. It's it's our fault. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh it's it's us not being able to really explain what's going on. Well, I think I think it's almost human nature. Like uh like I said, I, I can't you can tell me how it feels to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you can, you know, try to explain the emotions and the joy that comes with that. Right. But I'll never truly understand that unless I were to win a unless Super Bowl. Unless you were to win a Super Bowl. Right. And yeah. I, I think that goes uh just the same the same for addicts. Like, you know, my mother is amazing and but she she can't really understand what this is like because she's not an addict. Right. You know? Um my my mom and dad are the same exact way. Um, they knew nothing of addiction. Uh, they didn't know what substance use disorder was. Um, to them, it was just a matter of, well, just stop. Yeah. Just don't do that. Just anymore. don't do that anymore. That's yeah. stupid. You're, you're killing yourself. <laughs> My dad always used to say, we're just not going to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and God, I, I really wish it was that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But it, for me, at least, it was definitely not that easy. And like, it's crazy because, like, the the more so, I'll talk about my girlfriend for a second. Right. Um, the more she was exposed to my using habits. Right. Um, she tried everything. You know, she did everything that she possibly could. Um, and she tried her hardest. Um, but. There was this, you know, she, I think she finally got to a point where she was just like, you know, you need more help than I can give you. Right. You know, um, and she's, I mean, she's a big part of, you know, she's a big, big reason that, that, you know, I, I went to recovery this right. time, um, you know, because I had totally destroyed our relationship, you know? Um, I had, I had all but ruined it. Yeah. Um, and it sucked because like, not only had I ruined, you know, the, the, obviously the best relationship I've ever had, but like, I had also ruined a friendship because we had also been friends for years, years. You told me, yeah. Yeah. Since you were young. Yeah. Uh, since we were really young, you yeah. know, we, we used to go out and party together, right. you know? Um, and you know, I, I to 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 think that I had ruined that was absolutely devastating. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I picked up the phone and I called my dad to come pick me up. It was because um, so before I went to Tucker's, um, I was not not on purpose detoxing by myself. Right. I had just basically run out of money and you run out. Couldn't of get anyone else to borrow money from or exactly. give you money. Or, yeah. And trick I, into doing, I was just, <laughs> I had been laying in bed for days, right. Staring at the ceiling, waiting for the day to be over. So the next hellish day could come, right. you know, and she was still working. 
you know, she was still supporting me. She was still doing everything for me, right. you know? Um, and I will never forget that. Um, and you probably shouldn't ever forget that. No, <laughs> not, no, no. Um, and she had come up from a break, uh, from, you know, from, from work. And, uh, we got into some, you know, some stupid little argument. And I remember it being over something small, but, I said something because I was going through such heavy withdrawals, something really shitty. I'm yeah. sure. I don't remember exactly what it was, but probably started, wasn't good. No, yeah. it wasn't good at all, but she started crying and went back to work. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why I need, I need to stop doing this. I need mm. to stop doing everything that I'm doing. And I don't know. Like to this day, like a year and some change later, I don't know if like if that had happened, if I would have picked up the phone and made the call, you know. Oh, you mean if it hadn't have happened? If if it hadn't have happened, right, you know, I, I may not have that was your rock bottom, is what you're saying. Yes, that was yeah. my absolute rock bottom. That was that was the worst. Um just because somebody that I love so much, I hurt them to the point where <laughs> they didn't even want to be around you yeah they didn't even want to be around me mm. you know and we we were never like that you know right. we were never like that um but because of my actions and the things that anyways um but on a lighter note um you know here we are um a year and some change later and uh everything is on the rise everything is on the up and up um we still fight here and there you know it's not i mean that's pretty normal yeah it's it's very normal um but i still continue to work on myself you yeah. know and i'm still trying to change certain things about me that that i don't necessarily like about me you know right. um but there's a there's a foundation there that would never have happened had we not been through all the experiences that we've been through you know, like the foundation that her and I have is, I, I mean, it, it's, it's indescribable, right. you know? Um, and I don't mean to take up all the time talking about my girlfriend. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. She's yeah. pretty great. Sounds yeah. Like, so. She's, she's freaking awesome. Uh, she's, she's probably my favorite person right now. Um, you besides me. <laughs> um, well, it's between, you know, her and my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say those are my three favorite people in the world. Her, my mom, my dad. Um, but um, but that's the cool thing about, you know, getting getting clean and, and taking your life back and taking control of your life again is the fact that, you know, you can you can plan for the future. You can plan for like we were talking about earlier. The vacations. The vacations. Yeah. Like we're, we're trying to plan a vacation right now. And it's like the first thing on my mind wasn't shit. I need to stock up right. for like the first thing on my mind was sweet. Where are we going to go? Right. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about being high the whole time. Right. And that's, that's. Or, or cutting it short because you've ran out yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, you know starting to go through withdrawals yeah. and knowing that I have two days left of vacant, like, nah, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. You know, um, I can just like 
literally worry about okay well do i have enough money on this credit card to take right. care of all this and to go putt putt normal yeah. normal adult things normal that's something adult else things. that's yeah. something else we talked about yeah that normal adult things that yeah. normal people do exactly yeah. exactly and not to say that we're not normal because i mean addicts are people just like everyone else we're normal we're, we're normal people we just have our brains are just wired this something's twisted right something's twisted um and you know i i i'm glad that I'm the only person in my immediate family, family yeah. immediate family, extended family that really struggles with this. Right. Because I wouldn't wish this on anyone. No. This sucks. No, no, no. This one. sucks. Yeah. You know, it's something that we have to deal with every single day for the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. There's yeah. no cure for this. It's something we have to work on constantly. Um, and if we, the minute we let our guard down, you know, the minute, because intrusive thoughts are going to happen. They're going to happen all the time. Every, every time I'm bored, mm -hmm. the same thought comes up. Well, shit, I could get one in me. And yeah, no you know, one would know. But, but, and I have, but I have to be aware of that. Right. I have to be aware of that. And I have to know that that's going to happen. That it's going to be something I think about. What are you know? some of your, your tricks to help, I guess, help you know, defend against that. So like I told you, um, me and my girl wake up right. early and go to the gym. Yeah. I absolutely love doing that with her. Um, it's, it's, it's the, it's the most exciting part of, pinnacle me, of, the day. of my day. It's a pinnacle yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, my, I guess you could say, it's not really a trick. Um, I just know what's at stake. You know what you have to lose. I know now. what I have to lose. Okay. I have things now that I would not have had I continued using. And you won't have if you and started I again. Won't have if I start using again. That's good. Everything that I have right now will go away. Very, very quickly, very quickly <laughs> almost overnight. Right. If I decide to use, if I decide to drink a non-alcoholic beer, mm. that's that right there could trigger you to trigger me. Exactly. Um, matter of fact, I'll talk about my girlfriend again. <laughs> um, we were out to dinner a while ago. This was a long time ago. Uh, well, I don't know, six, seven months ago, maybe. Um, but I was sitting in the restaurant and I was like, I was looking at the at the beer and I saw that they had, you know, the non-alcoholic non yeah, O'Doul's. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wonder huh. if there's actually any alcohol in O'Doul's. And I asked the waitress, I was like, is there any alcohol at all? Because I really wanted a beer. Right, just the taste of Just it. the taste of yeah. a beer. And then she looked at me and she was just like, uh-oh. She was like, you're having cravings and that's not good. Mm. And I was like, shit. You're absolutely right. I, she realized it. And yeah. You didn't. Yeah. Um, and that's what it, I mean, that's what having like a solid network and a solid foundation means, you know, that you can have those people that look out for you, you right. know? Um, and she definitely looks out for me. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I mean like, you know, 
you have to be constantly aware that like things like that are going to come up. And if, if when things like that come up, like I said, I know what I have to lose and I don't want to lose what's at stake. Any of it. Yeah. What's actually at stake. And everything is at stake. Like I heard John when uh, he was talking, just like, this is really life and death. Like this is life and death, you know, in that, in the downstairs room, there's all those, the collages of the ones we've lost to addiction. There's got to be 500 names on those boards. Isn't that crazy? At least 500 names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget what the statistic is. Somebody dies like every, what is it? Like every like 30 couple seconds minutes to or a minute. Yeah, yeah, something, it's, it's some, something ridiculous, but yeah. like, yeah, man, like, Things are so easy to access now. Oh, man. So easy to access. It's absolutely everywhere. Shit, I can go to a gas station and I can buy weed and Kratom now. Yeah. You know? Like, I I can buy as much as I want, you know? Uh, Beer. Shit, I can go to a gas station and buy liquor now. I mean, there's, there's, you can get heroin, fentanyl in almost every drug corner in in the city. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, excuse me, every, every street corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally... It's everywhere. Yeah, it's it's everywhere, and it's staring us in the face. Yeah. Um, but getting back to what I was saying about sober living, uh, you know, I know I kind of veered off topic there, but sober living is is really like I was saying, it's the it's the meat and potatoes of what we do here at McShin because you do have that you do have that those boundaries right. that are put on you, and you have to learn how to live with a a, a house full of other men, right? you know, you have to learn how to use one to two bathrooms. You know, you have to learn how to share basically and, right. and how to, how to coexist essentially. Right. Um, but you get a lot of freedom, you know, yeah. uh, during the day you can go where you want, you mm-hmm. know, you can, you can do the things that you need to do to get yourself on your feet. Right. You got to pay rent. Yeah. You know, um, got to go shopping for you your gotta own food. You got to go shopping for your own food. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those are things that, <laughs> You know, a lot of a lot of addicts don't know how to do just right. because they've never had to. Right. You know, um, but you learn all those essential life skills mm-hmm. and you do it in an environment with other people that are in the same boat as you. So right. you're all kind of learning together, but at your own pace, but you're still held accountable. You know, yeah. you still have to pass random drug tests. Right. You know, show um, up to meetings, show on time. up to meetings on time. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can't find a ride somewhere, you have to figure something out. You right. have to walk, ride a bike, whatever. Make it work. Make it work. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's how the real world works. Yeah. Um, you know, you <laughs> you can't get a job and then call them on your first day and say, well, I don't have a ride. Right. They're probably well, have you heard of Uber? <laughs> yeah. You know, like they don't that that's not how it works. But, yeah. you know, um, that's really that's really what we're trying to do here is is get people to the point get get recovering addicts to the point where productive they can, members of society productive members yeah. of society they can they can move on they can get their own place they can learn to live a normal life without the use of mood or mind altering substances yeah. as it were um and that's i mean like I said before, man, like I can't, I can't imagine there being a better way to do this than, than the peer to peer model. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think 
for like again for me personally i don't think anything else did work or would work yeah for me yeah yeah because uh, i'm definitely a firm believer in you know uh you know you got to show me what to do and you can't show me what to do right unless you've done it right so um so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little short commercial break okay um we're going to come back and uh probably wrap up the show we got about another 10 15 minutes before we wrap things up but i want to take a commercial break first um so yeah we'll be right back and we're back um yeah i've definitely got to make up a new commercial yeah (laughs) because i don't know if uh i don't know who out there is watching now has seen uh john shinholzer recently but he's lost a little weight he has lost a lot of weight that man looks really good um you know he looks uh very healthy yeah put it that way um but yeah so uh we've talked about quite a few things um one of the things um that i like talking about um on these podcasts is what it means uh for me to be so okay so so we all know mcshin is you know nonprofit. um you know the, the people that work here we we work here because uh because we love working here right you know um we're here because we love being here um and i for for me um you know i've i've been working here for almost a year now um and I love what we do here. I absolutely love what we do here. Um, and you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, you can really tell. Not here for the money, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's for me. It's and I and I think I, I told you this on the on the car ride to uh, to Walmart. Yeah. Um, is that you know for me it's it's given me a sense of purpose, a sense of you know. Um, doing something that I, that I truly believe in and that, um, that brings me, well, I guess a sense of purpose is really what, what it can be summed up as. Right. Um, you know, I think what we do is, is extremely important. Um, and you know, I, I, I see, you know, like Aaron, um, when he, when I first met him, Cricket actually brought him up to me, right. and uh, he he made a special trip up here. And he was like, "Hey, this is Aaron. He uh, he just got out, and he he's watched every single one of the podcasts on the tablets. Um, he's watched Breaking the Bondage of Addiction. Yeah, he you know, and that's that's why he's here. And uh, Aaron has turned out to be a really cool guy. Great guy. Yeah, I Great love guy. that dude." Um, he's, and I had the honor of, of, of being his recovery coach, you know, um, and that, you know, Nathan says all the time that, you know, yes, we, we all have specific job titles here and there's, there's things that we were hired to do, you know, but first and foremost, we're here to help human, help other humans essentially. Um, and that's why one of the things that I value about this job is the ability to 
to come face to face with so many awesome human beings, you know, and do that whole peer to peer thing and, and, and talk and just talk. That's, that's honestly, that's one of the highlights of, of this job is seeing the, you know, the looks on people's faces and just the, the amount of, of hope they have in their hearts, you know, after, you know, when they, when they collect that, that first 30 day tag, you yeah. know, then they get their 60 day tag and the 90 day tag. And it's just like, you, you being in this role, you, you watch so many people, you know, come in looking one way, acting one way and leave totally different. and leave completely different yeah. people, you know? Um, and it's, you know, one of the things that, you know, Matt Connor said uh, on that commercial was here at McShin, we believe in self-discovery yeah. and that's, that's a very true statement. Um, because when we're using, man, we don't, we, we, we know who we think we are. Right. Um, but we don't know who we really are at all. You know, um, I can honestly say from a year ago that this, this version of Justin is the best version that has ever existed. Period. You're living your best, you know? your best life. Yeah. Yeah. Legit, legitimately living my best life. Um, and the only way that I could do that is by being completely, you know, abstinent from everything, yeah. you know, mood, mind altering substances. <clears throat> um, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, if you, you know, use MAT and right. stuff like that, like choose your pathway that choose works for your you. path. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's recovery looks different. Right. Um, there's a lot of old school, you know, guys that say, Oh, you, you have to be completely clean. You have to not use anything. And yeah. I, I think that's bullshit yeah. to be honest with you. I, I've, I was on the fence for it for with it for a while. Right. Um, and I know I'm kind of veering off, but I think this is something that's, that's also kind of important. Um, you know, I was on the fence for a while. Um, with MAT yeah. because I, I have experienced a lot of people that are, you know, using MAT as just a way to legally get high. Of course. You know, um, and. But what about the ones that really need that? Right. You know, um, there are people that, you know, it's either MAT or a needle, you know, one of the two. Exactly. And if you need. You know, I'll I'll be the first one to say it. If you need MAT, if 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 MAT keeps you know fentanyl keeps heroin out out of your body, right. then by all means, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, use it. Do what you do what you have to do. Do what your doctor recommends you do. Right. Um, you know, if it's another thing, if you're, well, we won't even get into that. Right. Um, because that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. Um. Maybe but next week, tune in next week, <laughs> tune in yeah. next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like I said, I was uh, for a while, I was very uh anti MAT. Um, but that's because I've never had to be on MAT, right? You know, I've never had to, you know, be on Suboxone or anything like that, right? You know, um, when I when I detoxed, I just I stopped cold turkey, cold turkey, yeah, and it sucked. Um, <laughs> doesn't. Yeah. Um, Try it in a jail cell. That's really fun. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Um, 
like I said, I've, I've never been, I, I, the longest I've been in jail is a night. Right. Um, I've gotten very lucky. Very um, fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and that wasn't even for, I, I mean, I think, I think I was, uh, I was coming down, uh, from doing some meth earlier, but that was it. Yeah. You know, it was no big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so again, MAT, you know, if that's, if that's what you need to, to keep yourself, you know, on the, I'll say straight and narrow, right. then do, do, do what you got to do. Keep a needle out of your arm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you take a win where you can get a win, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, one of the, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that they say in, in some pathways is, you know, you, you have to do this and it's very rigid and, you know, must get a sponsor and you must do step work. And if you don't right. do this and that and the other, then, you know, blah, you almost get shunned a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah. It, the year is 2022 folks, yeah. you know, like get with the program, get with the program, a program, whichever one's works best yeah. for you. <laughs> and, and I've been, I've been working on myself a lot and you know, I, I attend meetings, not as often as I'd like to, but I do attend meetings. Um, I get tired, you know, yeah. I get tired. I understand that. Um, and when I get home at night, I want to stay there, yeah. you know? Um, and the thing is being at this job, being in this field, you know, I feel like, I'm in a meeting damn near all day. We had a long meeting today. Me, you, and Aaron. Yeah, six hour long meeting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, I I live and breathe and talk about recovery all day, every day, you know. And I'm I'm first off, I'm staying clean. Right. You know, um I'm Definitely working on myself. Um, I'm trying to change old habits. You know, I'm trying to recognize when I'm wrong mm -hmm. and admit it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, That's a tough one. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is because we don't like being wrong. Yeah. We do not like being wrong at all. Um, well, we don't really like admitting that right. we're wrong. Right. Um, let's let's say that. Um, but that's you know th those are the things that that you learn. Those are the things that you learn. Um, and those are the, those are the things that really, my friend, Joey, uh, he, you know, I, I made the comment a while ago. I was like, man, I got nine months clean. He was like, you've got nine months clean and sober, but do you really have nine months like in recovery? Right. And I thought about what he said and I was like, you know, you're kind of right. I, I, you know, I haven't really been working on myself a whole lot. You know, right. I've just kind of been staying clean and just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And, but anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's a whole different story. Um, and I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but yeah, you know, that's what, that's what that's we do. What we do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you know, I think, uh, to, to kind of bring it all to, to a close, um, this recovery is, is something that you, you can't just think that, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm here at a facility and 
they're giving me drug tests and, you know, I go to meetings, you know, three or four times a week Mm -hmm. and I have a sponsor and I do step work. So I'm going to recover and be clean and I'm going to change life. Life is going to, you have to want this. You have to want to change. You can't just, you can't, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it properly, but you know, like something else we were talking about earlier, you, you got to really want this. You you have to really want this. It's It's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. It's not easy at all. And it's, it's a constant, it seems like it's a constant uphill battle, honestly. Um, and it does get easier. Well, I mean, think about the odds are not in our favor. No, they're not in our favor at all. Are not in our favor. They're not in our favor at all. They're they're, Uh, and, and that's the thing, you know, if we, if we try to, I guess, fight this by ourselves and and we'll lose for sure every time, for sure, every single time, you know? Um, but that's why we don't have to, um, you know, because we have our herd, right? We stay in. And if you stray from that herd, yeah, chances are, you know, you're going to get eaten. Exactly. Um, safety in the herd. That's I like great. the I like the way you put things. Yeah. I like that. Um, straight from the herd, you'll get eaten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's like our our strength comes from, you know, other people like us. You know, mm-hmm. our support network. Our strength comes from our strength comes from anybody that is willing to support us. Yeah, you know, anybody that is willing to addict or not. You know, anybody that's willing to. To say yes, I'm on your side, and if you really want this, I'm going to help you get it. Yeah, you know that's that's where our true strength comes from. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, um, we've uh, we've had a crazy all over the place talk. It's been a great day. Yeah, it's, it's it day. has been a good day. Yeah. Um, haven't gotten a single video done. Haven't right. shot any footage. Yeah. Haven't installed anything. But you know what else? Um, have, haven't taken any drink. Haven't yeah. put anything in our body. Exactly. Haven't shot up. So it's exactly. been a great day. <laughs> it's been a fantastic day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, now I get to uh, now I get to go home, uh, and I get to see my lovely girlfriend. And uh, of course, she's not off until six. Yeah. Well. So, but what are you gonna do? Um. <laughs> But yeah, and then uh, so tomorrow is um, Care Talks, which that's going to be live in person, which we haven't done for a while. Um, but that is Honesty and John's thing. Uh, and since it is Women's Month, uh, they are going to have uh, several women speakers. I know uh, Carol is speaking, uh, John's wife. I know um, Christina is speaking um she is uh, one of our miracle representatives here um i forget who else is speaking just because i'm not good at remembering certain things yeah. um but that's going to be cool it's going to be live uh well excuse me i'm going to be live streaming it um but it, it is going to be in person uh honesty liller is going to be doing a book signing which oh, yeah, is pretty right. sweet yeah. Yeah. um she just can't it, by the way if you haven't gotten that book get it and read it it's it's a hell of a read okay um it's a quick read but it's it's awesome it's what's the name of that book uh scattered pink scattered pink yeah scattered pink and uh it's you know it's not it's not thick uh it's it's a it's like i said it's a quick read but it's a quick read because it locks you in like you can't put it down right it's it's a really good book 
Um, but yeah, it it's and it gets kind of emotional too. Right. Um, so uh, honesty will be doing a uh, a book signing tomorrow uh, before before care talks before the speakers actually come on stage. Um, but I will be live streaming that. Um, and that'll be on McShin's Facebook page, uh, Care Talks Facebook page, and McShin's YouTube page. Um, so, and I will be putting a link up uh, for that <clears throat> uh, either later on this afternoon or tomorrow morning, uh, most likely tomorrow morning. Um, but then we have uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, we're having the Sober St. Patrick's Day. Uh, at the Churchill Irish Festival, um, McShin's going to have a, uh, a setup there. Um, you know, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's going to. From what I understand, we're going to have a bunch of McShin uh, swag. We're going to have, you know, a tent and I, I think some couches. Yeah, that's what um, I heard. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool, though. We're going to be close to the music, going to be close to the food, um, and. Uh, you know, if you show up, uh, we're not, of course, no, we're not going to be uh, <laughs> giving you any drinks or anything like that. Some water. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you some water, um, you know, but come hang out, um, you know, come come to our tent, say what's up. Uh, some staff will be uh, kind of making their way to and from the, the festival throughout the day. I'll be there uh, from, from 10 a.m. until I think like 3 um i'm gonna have a camera on me uh are armed with a camera shooting yeah shooting a bunch of footage um and that's going on saturday and sunday um mcshin's got a ton of events coming up uh golf we, tournament. we also have a golf tournament yeah. um which that's going to be cool um we are taking sponsorships for that as well um there's there's a whole bunch of different tiers of sponsorships that you can do um from you know 150 bucks for a whole sponsor all the way up to i think 10,000 for right. a, a you know a whole round a whole, well a whole like the whole tournament or whatever yeah um but yeah so uh you know keep your uh keep your eyes open and your ears open for for all of mcshin's events um <clears throat> and since the weather's nice now we're going to be doing a lot of them so uh but anyways uh, JP, thanks for being on the show hey, today. Thanks man. for having me, Justin. Yeah, been a absolutely. Real um, you got any closing thoughts or anything you want to say? Um, hey. Remember, one of our biggest audiences is uh, those experiencing incarceration, as Nathan likes to say. Well, hey, look, for anyone watching this on a tablet, incarcerated, I've just left where you were at. And I know it can seem absolutely hopeless while you're in there laying on that thin little mat uh hungry uh detoxing um i've been there more than once multiple times um you know look into some of these programs if not mcshin look into something like that it's i, I was just telling justin the last time i got out before this i wasn't out a day and i od'd not a day um it's too hard to do it by yourself you know, so if you're sitting there watching this on a tablet, really think about, I know no one wants to stay away from home longer than you already have, but you know, this is, this is life or death. This is your life, you know? Uh, so just think about that and, you know, stay hopeful, stay up.
and that's it. Awesome. That was uh that was a nice hope shot there. That was a really good hope shot, actually. Um yeah, so uh that's gonna be it for today, I think. And uh thank the uh the three or four people that were watching us live. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, again, JP, thanks for being on. Thanks and, for having uh, me. It was an absolute blast. We will uh we will see all y'all on uh on Tuesday. Let's see. Take care. Next Tuesday, the 29th, we have Jason Rudine. He's going to be remoting in with us. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that, and uh, see you guys later. the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery since May 27, 2007. I have not used drugs or alcohol. Woo -woo. Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times Dispatch and all of our voters for Get In The Herd podcast. Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car through Spotify and iHeartRadio. And it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, we really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShen. Let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, the podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.